the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Happy holidays to you. 800-516-1220. There you go. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy to spend some time with your family and take a week off from work if you can. Uh, guess who? Guess who gets fired? Papa John's is out of a job. Remember that weird Super Bowl moment? When uh, Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl and Papa John's runs over and hugs him before the game's over or while the game's ending. The pizza culture wars are on and you're out of a job. You're fired. In November, Papa John's founder and CEO, John Shatner, said that NFL protests were hurting player or were hurting pizza sales. Pizza Hut said the next day that the protests weren't impacting sales. Everyone freaked out. Everyone freaked out. Domino's said, bring us on. We don't care. So Papa John's announced that Shatner would be stepping down. Everything, 2017, everything became very politically correct. And I'm not saying that the women's movement of speaking out is politically correct. I'm saying that men need to be politically correct and handle women correctly at the workplace. But uh, even what you eat is politically correct. Like suddenly eating Papa John's is, is uncool. When thinking about the biggest fast food industry feuds out there, you got a lot to think about. You got Starbucks versus Trump supporters. You got Chibani versus conspiracy theorists. You got Keurig owners versus their Keurig machines. But the fast food fight of the year has to go down and be remembered as the political pizza power struggles. In early November, Papa John's founder and CEO John Shatner slammed NFL leadership and blamed players protesting during the national anthem for dragging down the pizza chain sales. Could it be that your pizza was average? disappointing at best? No, of course not. Can it be that your garlic sauce tastes incredibly of, of, of grotesque fake butter? No, of course not. Better ingredients, better pizza. Could it be that we just have moved on? It should have been nipped in the bud a year and a half ago. So when Chatter said that, he basically was saying he thought Kaepernick had a problem because a year and a half ago it was, it was Kaepernick. Oh, it's funny, right? People were signing pledges this year. People were signing pledges this year to support Little Caesars, Domino's, Pizza Hut, anything over Papa John's. Like, who in their right mind would sign a pledge about pizza? I get, I get signing pledges. I get having your word and your name mean something on something. Frozen Pizza Brand DiGiorno subtweeted Papa John's. Amid a Twitter pile-on, a second tweet clarified that the shade was definitely aimed at Papa John's. Like, pizza companies, frozen pizza companies, DiGiorno, who makes basically card, frozen cardboard with tomato sauce on it, 
is throwing shade via Twitter. It's one of the big stories of the year, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of the big stories of the year. The price of Bitcoin dropped more than $4,600, sparking fears that a full-scale crash of the world's biggest cryptocurrency would end the year with a brutal drop. You have Bitcoin down 45% from its record high. Okay, can you stand that? Look, I'm on the sidelines, and I'm watching it from a distance, and I can comment on it. I have no skin in the game. As is often the case with large-scale moves in either direction for Bitcoin, there doesn't seem to be any obvious reason. And that's... I don't, I don't do that. Like, you know, when you're in love, you're young in love, and the other half is irrational. Like, suddenly she's crying, and you're like, what are you crying about? Then suddenly she's mad, and you're like, what are you mad about? And then the next thing, she's gleeful, and you're like, hey, what's making you so happy today? Too much drama from me. I'm out. I like consistency. So with the big-scale moves in Bitcoin, no big obvious catalyst, general lack of liquidity, I, I, I watch from a distance. It doesn't have any mechanism to halt trading when there are large-scale losses, so it just kind of snowballs. The stock market, when it goes down 3 4 5%, the NYSE could put on uh, trading halts. It could say, we're only going to do three trades a minute. So it doesn't snowball for no apparent reason. There's no mass rush at the exodus. Exit. There's no stomping on people on the way out. The price action appears to be spilling over into other cryptocurrencies with the second largest by overall market. Ethereum down 26% and Bitcoin spinoff Bitcoin Cash was moving in the opposite direction as well today, down a whopping 38% in 24 hours. Can you lose that kind of money and feel okie-dokie? Is there any better phrase to explain how being happy or what makes you okie-dokie? Uh, Congress approved a temporary spending bill. They avoid a government shutdown. Apple spent $5 billion in 2017. $5 billion on their spaceship-like campus. And it doesn't fit all their employees. Some Apple employees are currently moving to Apple Park. Not all Apple employees will move into what's called the ring Camps to hold 12,000 employees, but Apple has over 25,000 employees in the Bay Area. It's like. Now, I know one building shouldn't house every single person, and that's kind of a ridiculous thought. And the idea of spreading employees out and having them drive into different locations is a good idea, not a bad idea. But the new building is three miles from Apple's current Cupertino headquarters at one infinite loop. The fact that the new building can't house everyone isn't exactly a surprise to anyone who did the math. Apple says the new campus is going to hold about 12,000 employees, 25,000 total employees. But in keeping with its penchant for secrecy, Apple has not widely discussed its plan for the move. I have a couple friends work at Apple, and you know, they were told, do not jockey for position. Do not uh, ask for a desk. Do not ask for your division, whether it be the iPad or semiconductors. Don't ask for your position of, of being included or not. We will let you know. But there's a split between movers and those left behind. And it feels like there's two classes of citizens as far as employees go. Isn't workplace drama fun during the holiday season? 
Oh, I'm just throwing it out there for you. Something tells me that the top brass is moving to the new offices. Uh, some Apple engineers accustomed to working in small offices fear the open floor plans can be too loud and distracting. So it's okay. Gwyn Stefani performed at an Apple special event at One Infinite Loop earlier this year. Who doesn't love Gwyn Stefani? You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Got a big event coming up in Palo Alto. January 11th of this year. It's an income in retirement event. Sign up today. Don't forget during the holidays. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And use code RADIO25 to get in for free. I'd love to see you. It's robblackshow.com. Take a break here. We'll come back. We'll talk more markets, more investing, more thoughts. Be right back. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Bank stocks. One of my favorite sectors for 2018. Industrials. Small cap value. Those are some ideas based on higher interest rates, based on an old stock market, based on high valuations. Do I think Fang, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google can do well? Yeah, I do. Financials have surged 7% in the month of December. And I think they rally. I think they continue to rally. I think there's some value. Bonds are pressing lower. Yields are in a pretty constructive pattern right now on the back of tax cuts. I like banks, and I particularly like brokers. I do not like insurance companies, only because I have a bias. Not because they don't have value in them. I just don't like them. We have broken resistance in the banking sector. So technically, clear skies ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Please fasten your seatbelts. There may be a little bit of turbulence along the way. But if we got jobs and we have higher interest rates, banks make sense, especially on pullbacks. Okay, so I've given you that. What else can I give you? What other great Christmas gifts can I throw out at you? Uh, sorry if you own Bitcoin right now, because I don't know what the hell to tell you, other than Bitcoin plunges below 11,000 volatile trading. Down 40% from its record high. Again, it still had a great year. There's no doubting that. And again, what is it that you're looking for? A great year or a great week? Are you a trader or are you an investor? And again, it doesn't, trader is not a bad word. Consumer confidence drops further from decade highs. Consumer confidence is tricky. It's one of those economic stats that, that get thrown out there that when we look at, we're like, hmm. So I talk to Mike, my producer, every day. I'm like, hey, Mike, how you doing? He's like, good. And we have a little a little banter back and forth. And he sounds happy to me. I'm like, he's happy. A couple months from now, if the economy's not doing so well, he's like, oh, I had a rough day. Oh. And I might project that his rough day, walking his dog, equals I'm not going to go spend money on the economy. It's funny because consumer confidence is like, how do we feel about other people's feelings? Consumer sentiment fell more than expected in December. Hitting a, rack, a rating of 95.9, still a pretty high number. The indicators remained largely unchanged in 2007. American consumers are increasingly confident. 
and certainly about their income and their employment prospects. So whether you like it or not, I can tell you this 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 tax cut, you're going to feel it in a positive way. And you're like, Trump, Trump sold my children, but Trump, Trump, Trump sold my children. Future out. And you're like, people have their people. And again, I don't know what that is an impression of. Is that a Riverside person or is it an L.A.? I don't know. I don't know. But Trump sold my, sold, sold my children out. Um, everyone will have an opinion on this tax issue. Everyone will have a position on Trump. But I'll tell you, when your paycheck has a little bit more do-re-me in it in three months, two months, I bet you're going to go spend it. And I bet you're going to feel a little bit more confident paying off some of your debt, saving, thinking about your 401k. That's just my thought. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money invested more. Sinclair Broadcasting says it's going to pay special $1,000 tax reform bonus to almost 9,000 employees. There's a difference between a bonus and a wage hike. Just throwing that out at you. So AT&T, Comcast. AT&T is like, thank you, Mr. Trump. We're paying our, our employees bonuses. And NHNT can approve the merger between us and Time Warner. Am I being cynical when I say that? Oh, no. I think I'm right on. Apple's being sued after it admitted to slowing down older iPhones. It says it's trying to extend the life of your battery and the life of your phone. People say, I'd like to make that choice on my own. So Apple's being sued after admitting to slowing down older iPhones. The U.S. tech giant said it has algorithms in place to keep an iPhone running at optimal performance if there's any older battery inside that can't keep up with the required power. The aim is to stop unexpected shutdowns of older iPhones and keep them running to the best standard possible. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know how I should feel about that one. So lithium-ion batteries become less capable of supplying peak current demands in cold conditions, have a low battery charge, or as they age over time which can result in the device unexpectedly shutting down. To me, that sounds totally reasonable. But maybe there should be a Xbox somewhere involved that I say, I give you the right to do that, make that choice for me. I don't know. Is that what we're looking at here? I kind of feel that's what we're looking at here. But then again, I could be wrong. So, oh, man, headlines just bum you out, don't they? I just saw a headline, a seven-year-old boy killed with a stray bullet. Uh, Charlie Munger. Oh, man, Charlie Munger. He's a piece of work. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. He says Bitcoin is insanity. Avoid it like the plague. I'm an old person. You shouldn't buy anything that's new. You're darn tootin'. I don't mind old people, but sometimes when they're talking about new technologies, and again, trust me, I own no Bitcoin, but sometimes when you see an old person talk about Things like investing, you know, for the, in the 90s, Warren Buffett didn't own any tech stocks and he admitted, I don't know anything about them. They're too young for me. But Charlie Munger is speaking at a University of Michigan Ross School of Business event. And he says, I think it's perfectly asinine to even pause to think about them. It's bad people, crazy bubble. It's bad people, crazy bubble, bad idea, luring people into concept of easy wealth without much insight or work. That's the last thing on earth you should think about. So how does he feel about Bitcoin? Not well. Now, Bitcoin's having a really, really rough end of the year. Um, I, I don't have anything else on Bitcoin. So 
it's one of those stories of the year for sure. We've got a little holiday lull going, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you spend time with your friends and family. I hope you take time to tell people that you love them and you appreciate them. You can send me love, rob at robblackshow.com or rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. This is the right way to do that. Show some love. Show some love, people. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget to get a seminar coming up in Palo Alto. You can sign up at robblackshow.com and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free January 11th. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, invest, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and, like I said, a little bit more. Um, the stories that are out today, it's end of the year. And as it's end of the year, not a lot's going on in corporate news. You can look at like a Nike and say, uh, how did their sales do in North America? Is their inventory building? Inventory build is a bad thing. Eh, it's usually a bad thing because ultimately what's what it means is people have already been to work, they've already made the product, and it's sitting there. And no one wants to buy Jordan 2017 Nikes. They want to buy Jordan 2018 Nikes. So that's where inventory becomes a problem. Same thing with cars. They've already been made, so they've already spent the economic hours and paid people, and that's already gotten in the economy. So what's next? If you get too much inventory, it just sits there. Same thing with with real estate. My hometown right now of San Carlos is pretty cute. They had no open houses last weekend. Now, again, the weekend before the weekend of Christmas, maybe that makes sense. Or maybe it tells you there ain't no inventory. Supply and demand, right? Supply and demand meets Nike. When Nike has says, our inventory is swelling or it's getting bigger, it becomes a bit of a problem. So I look at everything in the world from a business standpoint. Sometimes I look at, you know, maybe Nike doesn't have to make shoes for the next six months. Optimally, you want somewhere between four to six months of inventory in the housing market. If you get like nine months of inventory, then you have someone who's literally like the Nike employee who no longer has to make shoes, the house that's been sitting around for nine months, I put a for sale sign up in my yard for nine months. If that happens, then what you get is a scenario where someone's been paying their mortgage for nine months, maybe, if it's not paid off. And they're like, I want to get out of here after like six months. I I need to get out of here after seven months. I got to get out of here after eight months. When's this house going to sell? I'm going to lower the price. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. So that's when you start slashing prices, and that's when you make less than you thought. So Nike, same thing with shoes. If they've already made the shoes, those shoes may be sitting around for a while. House Speaker Paul Ryan's longtime dream of reforming America's entitlements might have to wait until President Trump secures a second term. So Paul Ryan had this thing that he wanted to slash taxes, and that got done. And wait, wait, he has a long-time dream of reforming America's entitlements. Um, Hello, Social Security. Hello, Medicare. I think part of what is happening, I think Democrats are letting their hair on fire to get you to cover this story to try and keep repeating the same story. Yes. So reshaping the federal tax code 
reforming entitlements. Paul Ryan said on a radio talk show, next year we're going to have to get back to entitlement reform. I think, you know, you could say a lot of things, but we as a collective group, when we're sober as Americans from age 18 to 70, can say this entitlement program's kind of broken. We're spending a lot on it, and we're spending more than we're taking in. We're spending more than what we could pay out. We're promising more. Ah, that's the rub. We're promising more. Now, you know, if I retire with $15 million and you retire with $1, I'm going to have a pretty good retirement with or without Social Security. You're going to have a tough retirement with Social Security. Does there need to be some reform? I, I think I think there should be something. In the end, though, do I want to pay for Social Security that's promised to me if I don't get it? No. Do I want to cash out of the system? No. Maybe. But you see, that's kind of where we start getting into it's getting kind of sloppy. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of sloppy. Um, anyway, what else can we talk about today? Bill Gates played Secret Santa on Reddit and showered one lucky woman with over a dozen thoughtful guests. I love Bill Gates. He's one of those people that should be everyone's hero. And sadly, a lot of people correctly demonized him for the evil empire that he ran called Microsoft. But since he's left Microsoft, he's probably one of the best people on the planet. And I hope people can see that. So he got on Reddit and he does his annual Secret Santa gift exchange there. He shows himself to be an incredibly thoughtful giver. The word thoughtful comes in. He puts thought into it. Even if an assistant helped him, he puts thought into it. He's arguably 2,500 times more valuable than most people in the world. He's meticulous in his gift giving. Biggest gift by far was a 30-ish pound stuffed animal of the cartoon cat, Pusheen. Who doesn't want a 30-ish pound stuffed animal to sleep with? You can wrap your arms around it, and it's kind of like a human, right? What else does he put into it? He says that as a cat lover, so the, the person who was his uh, secret Santa he got was a cat lover. He found her the biggest cat he could find. So the woman's name was Vivette. He goes, I hear you love cats, so I thought you would enjoy cuddling this winter with the biggest cat I could find. We're more fans of Pusheen's sister around our house, so I also got you a stormy plushie along with some other goodies and books that I thought you might like. He personally writes a little note on it. Merry Christmas from your secret Santa, Bill Gates. Please give Sprinkles, Milo, Jules, and Gio a good scratch behind the ears for me. Now, what else does he get? Because I, I think he's always pretty smart about this. Um, he gave three donations of $250 each to three of her favorite cat charities. Do you have a favorite cat charity? That's kind of cool. So his secret Santa, uh, Vivette, Friends of Felines Rescue Center, the Stray Cat Alliance, and Town Cats. Um, so he gave that. He gave her a book on cat shelters with a personal note inside. A business book to help her start up cat businesses. A fun Doctor Who coffee table book, a Doctor Who cardboard tardies for the cats, a miniature Austrian snow globe with teeny tiny white kittens inside, a commission framed one of a kind cross stitch of Bill Gates and his four cats, a Japanese Daruma 
with what she calls a very strange message attached to it, but she won't say what it was. It's secret. A Dave Matthews Band car sticker, a Dave Matthews Band shirt, a scroll of map Skyrim video game, and a $150 gift card to True Grit. Vivette called this gift super selfless, as it was intended to get downloads for iPads. Nice touch, Bill. Come on, you can do better than that. That's a pretty good gift. Are you crazy? He, he was able to attach her love of cats with the gift that he gave her. I don't know. Stop and think about this. Let me stop and think about this for a second. Okay. I stopped and thought about it, and I got nothing else to say. Try to match your gifts with the person. Give, give, give them an Apple Watch. Give them an Apple TV. Give them an Apple phone. Give them an Apple, Apple gift card if they're Apple fans, right? Oh, this just isn't working today. Every major cryptocurrency is getting smoked. I don't know what to think about that. So the Winklevoss twins, they're in Facebook. I don't know, twins that bond with each other and hang out with each other? They creep me out a little bit. Is that fair to say that twins are kind of creepy? I don't like they... where this is going. Yeah, yeah. I just, did you ever see the, the, the movie or the book, American Psycho? I think the Winklevoss twins, they make me unsteady. And they have $1.3 billion in Bitcoin, and they're down 40% this week. Could you imagine having $1.3 billion in Bitcoin and being down 40%? That would stress me out. 800-516-1220, the tax cut for Americans who earn over a million dollars a year has more than tripled since the House first introduced their tax plan. Worthy of note. Money and marriage, you want to talk about that? You want to talk about debt? You tell me. Are you listening? Is this on? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The Fed say they just blew up a $1.2 billion Ponzi scheme aimed at thousands of elderly people in Florida. Man, getting old stinks, but getting old and having a Ponzi scheme thrown at you stinks even more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up at Palo Alto January 11th. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Overnight signing of continuing resolution. Put off the government shutdown fears. Everyone's going home for the holidays. <sighs> what are you doing? If I were to call you out and say, I haven't got one email saying, thanks, Rob. Thanks for being my teacher this year. Is that fair to say? I need love. I need consideration. I need appreciation. I need, I need, I need. We owe you because we learn from you. We learn from you, by example, how to do a show with intention, how to work with clarity, how to treat people with respect. You are infuriatingly good at your job. Okay? enough to work with you and you can edit this out later all of us who were lucky enough to work with you for 16 years are better at our jobs because we got to watch you do yours and we are better people for having known you you are a great artist and a good man and personally i do not know how this son of a poor appalachian turd miner i do not know i do not know what i would do if you hadn't brought me on the show i'd be back in those hills mining turds that's fine. Thank you. I feel the love now. Um, starting in January, the show is going to be called The Blockchain Report. 
because if you put the name blockchain in anything these days, your stock goes up about 2,400%. So blockchain, it's the blockchain and Bitcoin with Rob Black show. Welcome to the blockchain and Bitcoin with Rob Black. How's that sound? Does that got a nice ring to it? No, <laughs> no. America's sexiest money guy, Rob Black. And now back to America's sexiest. No, no, no. We're eyeing, we're in that season right now where we're thinking holidays. The Christmas holiday season, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, capital markets, people take time off, big weekend that turns into a big week, that turns into a big nine days for a lot of people. The Stock Traders Almanac refers to this period of time as the Santa Claus rally period. It's the period that covers the last five trading days of the year and the first two trading days of the new year. Since 1969, the market's averaged 1.6% gain. So if you have $1 million, you could have $1 million plus 1.6% if you put it in the market right now. Now, that's an average gain. Oh, damn it. What do you mean average? It's worth remembering that Santa Claus rally period hasn't always materialized. So you can't take it as a foregone conclusion that you're going to get 1.6% if you put in $1 million. And after eight years, 11 months of our stock market rally, almost nine, where do we go from here? Now that all of our children are grown up, we'll be interested in, in there's a, I've done a lot of counseling in my life. And part of the counseling is therapy. The doctor says, Rob, you need to stop and observe. You need to be an observer. You need to stop and listen. You need to be the listener. And I always interrupt them. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? So I'm an interested observer right now, thinking about where the market's going to go in 2018. I'm interested. Nike makes shoes. And they said something mixed. Congress made a tax plan this year. And instead of signing it immediately, Trump has to push it off to 2018 because if he pushed it into 2017, it throws down mandatory cuts in Medicare. And oh, no, you don't want to take a benefit away from an old person. That's like taking away a candy cane from a kid, which, for the record, candy canes are the worst of the worst of the worst holiday candies. You're darn tootin'. So, ooh, I've got a candy cane. Well, you can have it. Stick it up your nose. Um, so anyway, will Santa's jovial outsized belly create an out, uh, up movement in the stock market in the last seven days or the last seven trade first seven trading sessions? Yeah. Last five days of 2017, first two days of 2018 before, you know, we start looking at things like, hey, wh- what do you think about earnings or what do you think about, you know, there's some issues. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Walmart reportedly has halted a program that told shoplifters pay up or face the police. I've got a friend who used to work at Home Depot, and he said they were told if you see someone shoplifting, let them have it. You put your hands on a person, you're going to get sued. Walmart has suspended a program that gave some shoplifters a chance to pay to enroll in a program instead of facing prosecution. What? Tens of thousands of first-time shoplifting suspects have paid for the programs. Walmart has suspended a program that gave these shoplifters a choice. 
this just sounds like a bad idea. Whatever management came up with this idea, um, how about you just put it back and leave, please? Sounds much better than making people sign up for a program. Ain't nobody got time for this. Shoplifting suspects at stores that use corrective education are shown a video describing the program, and they're given 72 hours to decide whether they want to pay or not. Program costs either $400 up front or $500 later. If they decline, the retailer may pursue other legal rights and restitution. You have to enroll in a $425 program? You've got to be kidding me. Wow. So that program's over. Merry Christmas. Don't shoplift. I'm Rob Black. Hey, that's your, that's your lesson of the day. Please tell your children don't shoplift. So in the Middle East, they may cut your hands off. And in the United States, they may make you pay $425 to be in a, a corrective program. <laughs> Man, the world is great, isn't it? Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, big event coming up January 11th. January 11th in Palo Alto. You can get in for free using the code Radio25, Radio25. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.